And this is episode one of my podcast, which I have decided to name Oddly Adulting. I want to give credit where credit is due, and I want to start by saying that my lovely friend who, I don't know if she wants to be anonymous or not, so I won't, I won't say her name this time in case she would rather be anonymous, but I consulted um, a large group of friends who have been um, some really integral people um, who I look to for advice over the last almost 12 years. And, um, I floated a couple of different ideas for the podcast and from those ideas and my currently anonymous friend came this name, which is oddly adulting. So there you have it. (laughs) I am going to spend the majority of this first episode kind of just introducing you to myself and telling you who I am. But that's really probably pointless because I highly doubt that any stranger is going to listen to this first podcast. It's probably just going to be my very well-meaning and supportive friends who have said that they will listen if I do a podcast. So uh, for all of you that already know me, which is probably 100% of the people that are listening, I'm still going to tell you who I am. (laughs) So I am Lynn's is my name that I'm going to go by. It is my actual name, but I'm just going to call myself Lindsay. My, my proper name is Lindsay, but, um, most of my friends call me Lindsay and I really like it because when I was growing up, my mom would not let anyone call me or my brother and sister by a nickname. We had to be called by our full proper first names. And she would say, I didn't give you a name for people to give you a nickname. And I always really wanted a nickname. So, Um, But I kind of thought, like, maybe I had missed that opportunity in life. Uh, But when I became an adult and I just kind of let it happen organically, people, I would introduce myself to people as Lindsay. And pretty much as soon as we became friends, they start to call me Lindsay. And so I like it. So I'm Lindsay. I am um, drinking right now an odd concoction of tea. And um, uh, another friend who shall remain anonymous in case she doesn't want to be mentioned. Um, she told me about this awesome tea. I got the flu about, I guess now it's been about a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. I got the flu and it, you know how the flu is like, it just hits you really fast and hard. Like, boom, you're done. You're out. And I was just dying. And I know, I know when you're sick, I know you're supposed to stay hydrated, but like my daily routine of liquids starts with, a vat of very hot, very strong coffee in the morning. And then I might, I I usually nurse that all morning in, you know, a series of Yeti cups. And then, um, lunchtime I might have some water, but it's not guaranteed. And then about two o'clock, my husband starts asking whether or not I'm going to make another pot of coffee. And so then we start on our second pot of coffee for the day. And then, uh, by dinner time I'm dehydrated. So, (laughs) That's on a normal day. So, um, this was on a, I have the flu, I'm dying from the flu day. And I asked a group of friends like online, you know, cause that's how we talk to people these days. I said, what can I drink that is not water? Because the, I just don't want water. I want something. And so she told me about this amazing tea 
concoction where you take a bag of peach tea and a bag of mint tea and then you do like a heaping, you know, a ta- heaping tablespoon or whatever of honey and lemon juice. And y'all, you have to try this. It doesn't, it, it might not sound good. It really might not because peach and mint, I don't know if I put those two things together, you know, I mean, peach, peach is like a peach Bellini and then mint is like a, uh, what's that one? What's that one called? Um, I can never remember this in the moment. It's not a mint julep. I've had a mint julep, but I don't like that. It's the other one. It's the really refreshing one. Hmm. It'll come to me later. Anyway, you might not think peach and mint together, but I'm telling you, if you want something hot to drink, or I, got, I think it would even be good cold, but hot to drink, that's not coffee, and it's something a little unexpected, you got to go peach and mint together. So now I'm going to take a big swig of it, and I'll probably sound weird. Mmm, it's so good. I'm drinking out of a mug that says, she believed she could, so she did. And it was a mug that my husband bought me after I sold my first house when I became a realtor. Um, But that's a long story for another day. I, oh yeah, I was going to introduce myself to all the people that already know me. Okay, I'm Linz. This is my first podcast. I am drinking peach mint tea with honey and lemon. And it's delicious. And I I chose the name Oddly Adulting for this podcast because I have dis- I have discovered, or not discovered, I don't know, that's not the right word. I love words. That's something you'll kind of figure out if you know me for any length of time. I like to pull out, like, I think I had an English teacher that used to call them $5 words, but I like to use, like, $20 words. They're even better. Um... But I, I have come to the conclusion, I have deduced, that as I have gotten older, I have definitely gotten otter. <laughs> and not otter, like a cute little animal that you see at the aquarium. I've just gotten, like, my, my life has taken an odd turn. It's taken, well, it's t- more than one. It's taken many odd turns that have gotten me to where I am today, which is that I am 37 years old. I have, that part's not odd, except for the number. Oh, oh, how convenient. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, But I, all of the things that I am today, I absolutely did not intend to be. Okay. (laughs) So to give you a quick rundown, I intended to be uh, a, a public school teacher. I was going to, I saw that movie Dangerous Minds and I was like, yes, I am going to be Michelle Pfeiffer, except in rural, the rural South instead of the urban, wherever that was. (laughs) And so I went to a college that I had picked out for years and years because the dorms looked like castles. Um, No regrets. Got to live in a castle. Uh, but I was going to be a public school teacher. And so I got my degree in English and my minor was secondary education because I wanted to teach high school. And then I, in one day I went and I did two different interviews, one for a middle school principal, which was kind of like the warm up. It was honestly, I wasn't taking it seriously because I didn't want to teach middle school, but, um, I did that one. And then in the afternoon I went and interviewed for the job I really wanted, which was at the high school. And I thought I just like nailed it, you know, nailed it, hit it out of the park. And 
The next day I got a call from HR and they said that the middle school, that both the middle school and the high school principal had called to tell HR that they wanted me for the job, but that the middle school principal called first. And so they were offering me the middle school job. And so I took it because I, I had said I would take the first job offer I got because I was only planning on teaching for a year before my husband and I, we had this, we had come up with this crazy plan that we were going to go live overseas for two years. But I, and I was going to teach overseas and I felt like, no, I got to get, I need to get one year of teaching, um, under my belt before we go do this crazy live overseas thing. Also side note, not something I planned on doing. We were going as missionaries. Never, ever in my, never did I plan on being a missionary and people still find that funny. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so I taught, I taught seventh grade for one year in the rural South. I was not Michelle Pfeiffer, (laughs) but, um, oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that. My thoughts have been interrupted by the neighborhood train. I haven't heard the horn yet. Let's wait and see if we hear it together. There's the air brakes. Okay. Don't hear the horn. Maybe you'll hear it in a minute. Um, I live about 75 yards from a train. It's a freight train. It's the Norfolk Southern line. And, um, it all, I almost had a nervous breakdown when we moved into this house because of the train. I thought I was going to love the train when we, there's the train, there's the horn. Um, when we bought the house, we were like, oh, it's no big deal. It's across the street from a train. Trains are so charming. I love trains. Don't you? They're so like, I don't know. They're just so nostalgic. Whatever. I don't know what we told ourselves to tell ourselves that it was cool to live 75 yards from a train. But literally, I went almost insane the first week that we lived here. I didn't sleep. Because the, the train kept waking me up. Every time it would go by, it went by eight times the first night. And every time it went by, I had just managed to fall asleep and I would wake up in a panic, like cold sweat. Got to take another sip of tea here. And it took almost a week before I was probably just so dead tired. Um, like my nerves were just so fragile. I was so on the verge of a breakdown that I finally slept, um, and the train didn't wake me up one night. And then I started to regain hope that like, maybe we hadn't made a horrible mistake living very next door to a train. Now, four years later, I love the train and I actually miss it when we're gone. And as kind of like, I think this is just a funny, um, I think God works in mysterious ways. And one one of the things I think he's done that's funny and mysterious is that he makes a train go by every single night right as I'm falling asleep, like, ha ha, the train is still, still here for you every night, you know, you thought you were, you thought you were crazy to live here, and you were right, so here's your good night, so I call it my good night train, anyway, that's a, that's a massive departure from the, the topic of how I ended up odd, that's what I'm trying, I should have written some notes, I didn't write any notes, and you know why I didn't, is because my favorite podcast the two guys that do it, it's called No Agenda. It's not safe for kids. It's not safe for work. So do not blame me if you go listen to it and you like it and you start listening to it and somebody hears a bad word. Okay. Not my fault, but it's my favorite podcast. My sister told me about it. And the two guys that do it, um, their names are Adam and John. 
and they record it live and they don't do any editing at all. They just let it roll. They just let it flow. It's like, it's almost a two hour long podcast. This will not be a two hour long podcast. You're welcome. But they just let it roll. And that's one of the things that I enjoy so much about that podcast. Cause I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, obviously. That's why I got inspired to do a podcast, but I listen to a lot of them and you can just tell the ones that are processed or not processed. That's not the right word. Edited. The ones that are highly edited, they, they, they lack a certain, um, I don't know, authenticity maybe. I don't like it when they're, when they're like, you can hear like a hard break, you know, and then they come back and it's, they've fixed whatever they said that was wrong or they've said it in a different way. I don't know. I just like it to flow. I like it to roll. So I'm not going to do any editing. So you're going to hear me like searching for words a lot. And so far I've been going 12 minutes and I haven't stopped it at all. Also, this train has been going for like four minutes. So y'all are just going to have to get used to that. Apparently, I'm sitting in my husband's office. Um, I'll talk more about him because he's part of the reason I'm odd. But um, he works in a little office, which is off of our carport. So it's not really, it's not inside the house. But um, I guess apparently his coworkers and his vendors and stuff that he has to be on the phone with sometimes, they make fun of him because they can hear the train going by in the background. So y'all can do the same. You can make fun of me. It's fine. So anyway, we had this idea, this crazy idea to go live overseas as missionaries for two years. And so we did, but not after, not until after I worked one year as a teacher in the public schools. And so then by the time we were done with those two years overseas, I was pregnant with our first baby. So we came home and later that year I had our first baby. We, we both got our old jobs back. Like we, from overseas, from, uh, from Croatia, we were living in Croatia I called the principal at the school. It wasn't the, it wasn't even the same principal. It was a new principal, but it was the same school. I called the principal and I said, "Hey, um, I worked there like two years ago, and a, a, most of my coworkers still work there. So if you know if you want to ask around and get some opinions from people, like if they're any you know if they think I was any good, um, I'd really like to interview for the job that's available starting the fall." And he said. Oh, okay. You know, I'll let you know. And so he said, call me back next week or whatever. So I called him back next week and he said, yeah, you don't have to interview. I asked around and everybody said you were cool. So, you know, just email HR or whatever. So I got my old job back and my husband got his old job back. And so we moved, when we moved back from being overseas, we kind of went straight back into our old life in a way. But for any of you that have ever moved and you've lived away from what's normal, When you come back, you realize that what is normal from where you've grown up your whole life or whatever, because we we pretty much lived in the same place our whole lives, same area, you know, same general region. Um, You realize like, man, there are so many other things. The world is just such a big, wide, various place. And so some things felt really weird to us when we came back. Like this is, this is really strange, you know, compared to how they do it in other places. Because by then we had lived a year in England and a year in Croatia. And so when we came back, we sort of did one of those things where we like vowed to do it a little bit differently, you know, maybe not just, you know, buy the house and the cars and the lifestyle, the typical sort of American lifestyle. Um, and we live in the, in the South. So maybe we were going to try and not be like typical Southerners. I don't think we've succeeded at that. I think we are now (laughs) somewhat stereotypical Southerners, but anyway, um, so we, we started having kids and it was 
all I had to do was go back to work to realize, oh man, I don't, I don't think I want to be Michelle Pfeiffer in the schools. Like I, I kind of think I want to be, I kind of think I want to stay home. And I had never intended to stay home. Staying home would have been like the opposite of what I intended to do when I had kids. And I actually told my husband that, um, on our first date, which was weird. I don't know why he was talking to me about this. This this should have been a sign. This should have been a sign. Ladies, if you're single, this is a sign. If you're, if you're a companion on your first date tells you things like how many kids he wants to have and that he wants you to be a stay at home mom, stuff like that. Like that's a very, um, determined and resolute gentleman. So everything he said on that first date was true. He wanted us to have three or four kids. We have three kids He wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom. I ended up being a stay-at-home mom. But on that date, I told him, um, uh, no, you know, I don't want to stay home. But I'm sure there are women who do want to. So we'll find one of them, you know, to to stay with our, you know, theoretical kids. But um, sure enough, I became a stay-at-home mom. And um, we had three kids in five years. And pretty soon it was time for one of them to start school. And I was like... No, uh-uh, we're not sending her to school. We're going to homeschool. Yes, let's, let's do it. By then I had met several moms, including two in my very own neighborhood. They were, I could throw a rock and hit their house from my front porch who were homeschooling their kids. And so I got to know these ladies. I got to, and once you, once you meet, I don't know if y'all have noticed this. Once you meet one homeschooler, you realize, man, homeschoolers are everywhere. They're just kind of lurking, you know, out there in society. Like, some of them are trying to stay kind of low-key. Others are not. But um, but they really encouraged me to go for it. And so I did. So um, our oldest daughter is starting sixth grade this year. She'll be... Uh, we're starting on Monday. That's two days from now. I don't know when. I don't know how to publish a podcast, actually. I'm recording this and I don't even, I don't even know how to publish it. So I guess my husband is going to do that, but, um, maybe we will have started by the time this podcast gets published. But anyhow, we became a homeschooling family, which is odd. It just is. It's odd. And then four years ago, we moved out to the country from a, it was still kind of a rural. We still, I mean, we lived in a rural area for most of the time that we've been married. We've been married 17 years now. Um, we've lived kind of rural-ish. Um, now it's like for legit rural, for real rural. And so when my husband discovered that his, um, his uh, commute to work was going to be 45 minutes, he approached his boss about working from home. So now for the last four years, we live on some, we have a little piece of land. It's not big at all. It's only about four acres, but, um, we have a little piece of land. We live on this little rural patch of land and we homeschool and my husband works from home. And so I've started referring to us when I try to explain to people what our lives are like, I I explain us as a a stay at home family (laughs) because we're just like, we're just basically all home together pretty much all the time. So that's just odd. (laughs) And, um, it's fine. It's fun, but it is odd. So oddly adulting. Um, there's a bunch of other things that are odd about me and us and whatever. And I'll get to all of that. I'm sure in the many years of successful podcasting that I have ahead of me, um, as she sips her tea thoughtfully. But anyway, I wanted to give you a little rundown 
on who I am, why I picked the name Oddly Adulting. Thank you, anonymous friend, for the idea. And um, what I think, what I consider the parts of our life uh, to be odd. We also have, we only have girl children. So that's a little odd. That's kind of, that's not what you would expect. I totally thought my third was going to be a boy. She wasn't. And I was thrilled with that. That was fine. I honestly didn't know what I was going to do with a boy because I had only had girls up to that point. But, um, you know, it's kind of odd to only have girls. We don't have any boy babies. No penises on my fetuses. Um, I wonder if I should have given you a warning before I said that. I don't know. I'm going to learn how to do this podcasting thing as I go. Um, I certainly don't want to earn the explicit rating. I wonder if I have to put the explicit rating on there or if someone else does that. I don't know. We're going to learn this together. But anyway, we just have, we just have some things about our life that are kind of fun, but, but definitely odd, definitely countercultural. And the fact that we're a stay at home family, I homeschool our kids, which my dad's pretty, you know, he's relieved about that. I'm actually using my college degree, but not in the way he expected. Um, and we do, my husband has some, has some goofy hobbies. He, um, he's in a volunteer civilian militia, unarmed volunteer civilian militia. Um, and, uh, he's a ham radio operator. I'm sitting here staring at a gigantic, gigantic shelf full of stuff that I have no idea how to use it. And, um, my children are obsessed with Little House on the Prairie. Um, to the point that when, when, when my oldest daughter was like eight, nine, she wore a bonnet every day for a year, whether we were at home or in public. (laughs) Um, and then of course the other, you know, the other sisters had to do it too. Big sister was going to do it. So we own, I think, I think right now our current bonnet tally, we have at least 10 bonnets and there are bonnet. I, I do have a bonnet. Yes, I have a bonnet. We did dress up as the Ingalls family for Halloween a couple years ago. That was pretty epic. Um, that was right when everybody started asking me if I was going to have another baby. Um, so they were, uh, they were like, where's Grace? You know, where's the, where's the Grace of the family? And I'm like, there's not going to be a Grace. Thank you. We are very happy with our Mary, Laura and Carrie. Um, maybe that's what I should call them on my odd, oddly adulting podcast so that I can keep them kind of like, you know, mysterious. There's, they're not, those aren't their names, but they do have odd names. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, we just have, we have an odd life compared to what is kind of cultural, you know, it's kind of countercultural. So I'm looking forward to talking about all kinds of different things. And, uh, now you know a little bit about me. I'm not going to go back over and listen to this and obsess about what I said. I know I did say the word penis and I'm sorry about that, but you know, it's kind of funny. It's sort of a joke at our house. I'm going to end this podcast with a joke that my oldest daughter told when she was little. She and her sister were, um, they were probably like six and four at the time. Right now my kids are 12, not 12, gosh, 11. They're 11, nine and six. But so my oldest two were like six and four. And for, for whatever reason, they started swapping insults back and forth. And like one of them said, I think my oldest said to her little, to her little sister, to the middle sister, she goes, you look like a turtle without a shell. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was kind of, man, that was, kinda, that was a pretty good, <laughs> that was a pretty good, like homemade joke, you know? And so then my middle girl, she just 
whips around and she goes, oh yeah? Well, you look like a naked man. (laughs) And that, folks, is how you know that you live in a house full of women. Is that when, when... the the worst insult that you can throw at your sister is to say that she looks like a naked man. That's that's it right there. <laughs> so, with that, I will conclude episode one, Oddly Adulting, by Lens. And the intro music is by a gentleman named Kevin McLeod. The title is Winner Winner, and it was uh, acquired from... A website that says I'm allowed to use it as long as I say his name. So there you go. Kevin McLeod, intro music, winner, winner. Thanks for listening. I'm going to have an email address eventually that you can email me at. I'm going to have a website eventually. I probably have a website by now because my husband's been inside for the entire 25 minutes that I've been out here recording. So he's probably already done with that. And he's probably also learned how to publish a podcast. So that's lucky for me because I don't know how to do any of this junk. He just told me to sit down and start talking. So (laughs) I think he's just glad that I have someone else to talk to other than him. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you made it all the way through these 25 minutes, I love you. Jesus loves you. And I do too. Bye.